0: Hello and welcome to episode seven of the SaloCast with myself Glenn Price and my uh, partner in crime Ollie Warner. How are you, Ollie? Have you had a good weekend?
1: Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. How are you?
0: Yeah, good. I think. Well, it's a not. It's a bad question to <laughs> ask a Shuby Town fan at the moment. A very good weekend because the answer is always I've had a bloody fantastic weekend. Thanks, mate. Um Because once again we are back to report on Shrewsbury Town and we're back with another six points in our pockets and two more. Pfft, impressive wins, really, Ollie, and um, yeah, beat Southend, and then yesterday I went up to Oldham, and uh, yeah, another win away at uh, Oldham. So, it's going. It's as you just said a minute ago. It's mental, isn't it, to me, Ollie? Yeah,
1: it is absolutely mental. That's what I said to uh, Mark Elliott on Twitter because he did say, you know, now we can, can't remember, yeah, we can get excited now. And I said, hmm. can we go mental now? Um, and yeah, obviously a big test and Blackburn on Saturday. Yes. Um, as we call this on Sunday. But it is just fantastic. And, yeah, it's going to be enjoyable going through these two games.
0: Yeah, so we were both at End, weren't we, the home yep. game on Tuesday night. Um, I went and, as I said last week, took the children up and, uh, yeah, went to Oldham. Uh, actually had a little pull in this week to a trampolining place in Manchester, which was quite good fun. So I was bouncing cool. before I even got to the game. And then I was bouncing even more afterwards. So, yeah, there you go. Puntastic. Um, and you listened to the, the extended highlights, didn't you, on iFollow. So you've yeah. watched a lot of that game.
1: I was tempted to go, but... Um, I'm away in London on Monday. Then I've got to go to Turkey with work. So I thought it's probably best to spend some time with my fiance. <laughs> yeah,
0: just, just for the moment, Ollie. Yeah, you better do. It, but it's, I, I think that everyone who's probably listened to this thinks you've really not timed getting married very well, Ollie. Have you? You know, we're gonna have this fantastic season. You know, you, sh- you should have been focused on it, Ollie. But <laughs> we'll, we'll let you off, I suppose. Um, I suppose the other interesting, thing, just say so before we go into the games, was I, um, I've mentioned my one of my bosses who's an Oldham fan quite a yep. lot of times, haven't I? And his insight to the football league and bits and pieces. But um, I actually gave him a lift home on Saturday from the game. And and I felt very guilty because <laughs> they obviously went bottom, and uh, we stayed top by five points. So yeah, he was quite good. He gave me a bit of insight to the game, and then so I'll, I'll, I'll feed a bit. Yeah, of that back it'd be as interesting well, but... to get that. Yeah, I, I did feel bad for him because we've been in that situation down the bottom, haven't you? And there's nothing yeah. good you can really say to someone in that situation. So, yeah, Dave, if you are listening, because I'm sure you will be, uh, yeah, apologies, <laughs> apologies for the trip <laughs> home. But yes, it was it was fantastic. So I think we'll we'll delve into uh, the first game, which is the, the south end win only.
1: Shrewsbury's second goal. Defenders look at everyone but Griffiths. He's on side, and a stylish chip over Dibble to finish. So the week started um, on the Tuesday in terms of um, Shrewsbury Town with a home-gained Southend. I always want to say Southend, I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so it was at home um, and Tenants wasn't so good, um, 5,100. Um, they did only bring about 100 fans, which is yes. pretty fair to be honest, it's a long, long way. Um, and I guess it's still that holiday time, but um, yeah. So and the weather 5, was dreadful. It was terrible, wasn't it? Yeah, I was, before I was doing the pod, doing the um, agenda, I was trying to think trying to think back to the game <laughs> I was struggling a bit and then I remembered the weather and then it all started coming kind of flooding back <laughs> Yes. Yeah. so going into the game um, there was um, some team news which we haven't had um, in the last few weeks no. um, where obviously we had a change so um, coming in um, I was listening to BBC Shropshire coming in from Bridge Northway and yeah Bolton and I didn't know whether we'd been dropped or injured And it turns out he was injured. So he had a slight injury from the last game. Riley came in. So the same team as we've had most of the games this season in the league. Henderson, Riley, Nasala, sadler Brown. Godfrey, Wally, Nolan, Gogo, Rodman, and Payne up front yep. um, starting again. So, yeah, interesting coming to this game. We'd only lost one in the last six homes against, against Southend, and obviously winning 1 0. And they makes that one in seven. And yeah, we won this 1 0. Um, and um, Mr. Nolan scored a really nice little, deft little chip. Good goal. Um, on the 23rd, yeah, it was a good goal, 23rd minutes to to win it for Shrewsbury. But before we go into the detail of the game, Glenn, it's probably worth sharing with you, where um, the fans <laughs> and the guys listen to the podcast. Um, your pre-match, because your pre-match was a bit different to normal.
0: It was, it was, it was a bit different to normal. I got to meet uh, Mr. Paul Hurst pre-match, which was lovely. I think I mentioned it last week about how um, the Fanzine had, had contributed seven hundred fifty pounds to the Safe Standing um, campaign, which is still going on. Um, and I think it's just about hit fifty grand today, which is fantastic. But um, yeah, so we we contributed that, and as part of that, it was buying the spare number that was available at the football club. So essentially, on the program and everything from now on, um, number fifty one, which is what we are. It will be num- will be blue and amber fanzine. So we'll we'll be we'll be on the program every week, and we're technically representing the football club. So it was very good. So as part of that, we had to go down and get a photograph done and some some press stuff that they're going to use to sort of highlight it as a, as a good news story. And um, yeah, Paul Hurst and Brian came down to take the photograph. And it was the first time I'd really got to meet Paul Hurst um, and have a chat with him. I met him once when my daughter was a mascot, but it was a couple of, a couple of seconds, you know, good luck for the game sort of thing. But he came down and, and you know, if you want to say Shrewsbury Town fans is full of the joys of spring at the moment, Paul was fantastic. He He's obviously trying to keep his feet on the ground, but, you know, you can tell the demeanour of someone that's absolutely loving their job. And and that came across totally. And he was really engaging with the other fans that were there as well, and a few other people knocking around. And, Yeah, it was good. It was um, yeah, one of the nice. You know, we had a bit of a chat about the game, and then there's some other bits that we talked about that actually play out in the sort of summary of the match later that I'll go into, but. You know, we were all having a bit of a banter with each other, and one of the funniest things was we were talking about, you know, the fitness and and how well that's gone, and, and talking about pre-season and he was saying Portugal was massive to us, which we talked about, didn't we, Ollie, before? Yeah. You know, about how important that was, and he said it was massive to us. So we talked about that, and I said the only problem with Portugal, Paul, was we weren't allowed to come as well. To which point, you turned to Brian and said, "Brian, you need to sort that out next season. We want the fans there." And then Brian basically shrugged his shoulder and said, "I'll have to talk to the chairman." So <laughs> that was quite funny. So I tried to down fans to get us on the plane next year. So so
1: you're gonna if if this happens you're definitely going to take full credit for this I definitely am yeah (laughs) that's
0: that's going to be something so yeah it was quite quite amusing um it was quite he was quite funny actually when when we sort of signed on he was like so you know give us an idea of your fitness and uh, we were saying well we've only got one good knee Paul and he was like well you know I don't think you're going to get in the squad at the moment the way we're playing so he, he was really funny and um But yeah, he he basically said, you know, we're taking it one step at a time. And I said to you what I've said the last few weeks, I'm already going mental, Paul. And he he was laughing. But he was really good. There were some other fans there as well. He spent a bit of time talking to them about different aspects of the game. And I'll say I'll I'll throw a few bits in later on. But um, yeah, in terms of meeting the man for the first time, hugely impressed with him and his character and his his funniness way with words as well. Really impressive guy. So yeah, yeah, it was a great, great start to the game for me really to meet him and then sort of shuffled around to watch the match. And yeah, town started just as brightly as that sort of interaction went, I suppose.
1: We did, didn't we? We started very brightly and um, what what I think is fair to say was very wet and windy conditions.
0: Mm, That's for sure. Yeah. (laughs) It was grim as hell.
1: Yeah, it was grim. So, shall I should I kind of give a bit of a summary before the goal? Because a lot happened. Yeah, it was which, busy. Very yeah, busy. it was very busy, um, end to end. But I'd say we probably yeah, well coming up to the goal, worth to say we w- were winning it on points. Mm. Um, so we had the the, pe- um, the um, header from Payne, which was taken um, a free after a free kick from Worley, which he won himself after chasing down um, Syfen's left back. Yep. so that was good um, and also he was interesting. in he did that as well it was a team effort, you know, it was team press so that worked well, so that was good yeah. to see continuation of the last few games wasn't it really yeah definitely, um, there was also then very quickly following that, um, there was one where Riley won the ball, played it forward um, and their, their player um, miscontrolled it, Payne gets the ball and runs half the pitch yep. hits the post, and a question for you Glenn, do you think he should have passed to, to Nolan in that point, because Nolan yeah. was in a great position
0: yeah, he should have done, really, shouldn't he? But yeah. you know, I, as a striker, I want Payne to be selfish. If he's going to yeah. get twenty-five goals this season, that's the sort of drive and determination you need from him. Um, so, yeah, you know, he, he did cost us a, a goal, probably. There, Nolan would have finished it the way he's been playing recently. But you know, you're not you're not going to criticise Payne at all for that decision. Let's let's just see him try and go for absolutely everything because he will get bags of goals.
1: Yeah, it, it's it. You could criticise him clearly. You can. It's, I think it's fair yeah. to say you should have. You, could, you know, it would have been a, a good option to pass. However, you know, if he'd been a centimetre to the right, um, it would have. Have gone in, yeah, would have been. It was a good strike, it was a good strike, so yeah, so that was funny. So, yeah, so then, um, then Southend had a few chances, the ball crossed, flashed across the goal, and then Rodman came flying in and gets a yellow, which was <laughs> pretty, you know, it was one of those, uh, like it. I am not saying it was a red, no, but it was a as a strong yellow, if there is, yeah, it was a very thing. strong level, yeah, like, yeah. I put on
0: Twitter, I was reading back my Twitter thing just before we did the agenda for this today, and I, I think I put something on, I was worried when he committed to that, but. Yeah, to be fair to Robin, he's been on the other end of a few of those this season already, hasn't he? So it's it, yeah. <laughs> maybe he was just getting his revenge. But yeah, it was a bit reckless, um, as you just said then, Ollie. But got away with it, only a yellow, wasn't it? So um, yeah, he got to continue to play the rest of the game. But the funniest thing about that, I suppose, was um, their guy went down injured, didn't he? And then their physio came on. Uh, I say came on, rolled on very, very slowly because um, he was humongous. Their physio wasn't he? And I always think that about physios. You know, they're very talented medical people, but you know, when it <laughs> obviously, obviously, they must leave the nutrition part of their job to someone else because he was massive when he fell played.
1: Yeah, he was. He was a big chap, and I'm sure he gets these every week.
0: <laughs> I know. Yeah, poor guy.
1: So yeah, so then we had another counter attack after that, and um, Rodman strikes it down to the keeper, but it was quite a simple save, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, it was. It was simple save that one. Um, yeah, it was good to see us taking taking chances and, and trying to shoot from, from range and sort of trying to get in. So, um, yeah, it's saying you, you're kind of going through all these chances. And as say, they were in the first 10, 15 minutes, all these chances, weren't they? And it was, as you say, end-to-end. Um, you know, we talked about the weather a minute ago. To me, it was interesting. We had the, the wind with us in the first half. Um, and it didn't really become noticeable how much that was helping us until the second half when it switched around. And we can talk about how the second half went. But Yeah. Um, you know, we tended to be pressing them a little bit more and their their clearances weren't going as far. So we were probably on top in that period. But you know, they were creating chances and they, they were half decent, I thought. They played pretty well in that first period, but our press and our on our on our hard work again was sort of the thing that kept us on top in that first period.
1: So then when we well, yeah, we had the opportunity to score. So um so Payne gets the ball, sets Nolan free into the box. Um, he runs at the right back which I thought was quite an odd decision at the time um, but he he did well and he got passed yeah. and then he chips the keeper um, with Lovely. a great little finish and yeah he got some criticism didn't he from the um, from the left back of, of yeah. Um and he said he didn't mean it
0: No and also um, their manager said the same thing as well in this post-match interview he was like oh I don't really think he meant it so obviously I think the left back had probably had a, a word in the ear from the manager about that but of course he bloody meant it if you watch the highlights back it was absolute class finish it was John Nolan. It was quick feet. It was quick thinking. It was um. It was an absolutely lovely goal, and uh, I I couldn't really understand where he was coming from. The left back was you know we'll probably get onto that. He there's a lot of things from the left back we could have complained about, but um yeah it was a it was a great finish, and as I say, it's nice to see Nolan getting in there now and starting to score goals. Obviously, that was his first for the club. Um, the whole move was lovely. Payne was did a really good pass to set it up, and
1: yeah, it was a nicely weighted ball, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, it was just a, a fantastic goal, and it, and you say, it it had been coming. You know, South had had their chances, but I think majority of them had been ours, and it was it was a good finish. You know, what were we? Nineteen minutes in, I think it was something like that, maybe a bit longer than that, but. Um, yeah, it was it was well-deserved for the start we made, I suppose.
1: No, it was a nice goal, and oh yeah, it was a bit of sour grapes, and we'll probably come on to that at the end. <laughs>
0: yeah, definitely. Sour grapes doesn't really cover it, I think. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so yeah, so after that, Glenn, how did the game, how did the rest of the half go?
0: So this is, this is the interesting thing, I think, talking about both games this week, is um, game management is something I've been thinking about how we're playing at the moment, in that we are very good at pressing teams, like we talked about in that first 20 minutes, um, and, and again, a very similar pattern in some respects at Oldham, we we tend to be we tend to not drop off like Super teams of old do and sit really deep. But we certainly don't panic about the opposition having the ball, do we? At the moment, you know, when they've got it, we're able to just sit off and and look for those little harrying points where we can win it back. And if we do win it back, we can hit with pace. And I think teams are starting to be a bit wise to that because when they've got the ball, it is always quite deep. Um, so yeah, how it went is I think we did drop off a little bit from that early pace and and that early pressure that we were putting on. But for me, I don't think it's us playing poorly. I think it's I'm starting to think it's because it's happening so much. I'm starting to think it's a tactical ploy by Hurst to just say let's just regroup, get back in position. You know, don't worry about having the ball, keep your positioning, and just and just go again. And I think that I think that's what it is personally. The way I'm watching it at the moment. I don't know whether you have the same view, but. It's not us playing poorly. I don't think. I think it's just a, a, a different tactic, personally.
1: Definitely um, against the Wig- in the Wigan game, um, and also um, who did we play? i oh, mind blank. Um, who did we play before we played Wigan? Um, where Gillingham. they had a lot of yeah against Gillingham at times as well. They had a lot of territory, and Wigan typically yes. had a lot of territory. But yeah, we're very um, good at defending. We keep our shape. We work really hard. Yeah. Um, and actually, we're on working hard. Um, we were a bit concerned, weren't we, going into the game? Um, that the Wigan game was going to take um, a lot out of us. Yes. And I'd say it did a bit.
0: It did. It definitely did. And this brings me to another one of the things that Hurst said, actually, it was really interesting, um, is that we were talking about the game coming up and he was saying, I'm just a bit worried about how much the um, Wigan game had taken out of us. He actually said that. And then we were saying, oh, well, you know, what have they been like in training? He was like, yeah, they've been good, been good. But, you know, referenced. To take it a bit easier at times. And then he, he gave us a, a really good example of something, which was he said, Do you remember when we played um, Charlton away last season? And we were like, Yeah, yeah, we, we went down to Charlton And he was like, and We played Coventry at home the Tuesday night afterwards. And he said, That was a, a time where playing Charlton took a lot out of us. And we had And we were Coventry, terrible. And we weren't very good. And he said, <laughs> No, no, no. He you meet
1: me in the Charlton at home game, not
0: away no, game. No, no, the Charlton away game. Oh, okay. And then we came back and played Coventry at home. And Coventry were bottom at that time, if you remember rightly. Um, so he was saying that, you know, that was a situation where he looks back on last season. He said, Thinking about it, you know, I should have rotated the team more. And he said, I know I had a similar... Situation tonight, and obviously he didn't rotate it. You know he he is consistent with team selection. We've said that a few times in recent weeks. So he he'd been in a similar dilemma to last week, and and yeah, we're we'll getting the second half where our legs did go a little bit, and he, he kind of got away with it. But it's interesting to see he's looking at things that he thinks it might have been mistakes last season, and trying to not repeat those mistakes this season. And it, and there's a some cons- considered thought behind it. But it was it was interesting because he brought this up, you know, apropos of nothing really. So yeah, it's it, you can see his mind is working all the time on things like this.
1: Yeah, he mentioned that in the in the pre-match as well. Oh, did he? Okay, um, there you go. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was saying. It's going to be an interesting test to see how we're going to react to it. So yeah, so interestingly, We did um, we did kind of drop off a bit, didn't we? And then also when um, Payne got injured, so Big yes. John had to come on, well, that was Payne injury with his ankle, which was going to give all time fans a bit of concern going into the game against Oldham. And then a Go Go dropped back. It's quite noticeable that Go Go dropped back into a two next to um, Godfrey um, to try and support yeah the defence.
0: Yeah, but it's, I'd say that's tactical, and and it's yeah. it's conceding possession for control in some respects, and that seems strange for us to say that, but we've got such a good well-drilled defensive unit and, and Riley obviously came in and was starting starting his first game for a while but he, you know he wasn't particularly poor in the first half and he was just getting back up to speed I guess but yeah I I think I've had my, my say on the way it goes I don't, honestly don't think we're playing poorly in any of these games even when we've not got the ball and it's more noticeable at old in some respects and we'll, we'll get to that but yeah I mean you, the only criticism you could have in the first half is we, even when we did sort of concede that possession when we were getting our back sometimes we were just a little bit slack with the passing it wasn't again wasn't quite as crisp as it had been in the last few weeks um and to be honest with you, there was a little period where sort of 5 minutes before half time we were actually quite happy for the for the whistle to come and the lads to get 15 minutes rest in their legs because already then I thought maybe the fatigue was just about starting to show but yeah there we go we we, we got into half time and we are yeah still 1-0 up and yeah still top of the league and everyone was crowing so it was fantastic wasn't it
1: yeah, no, it was good. <laughs> I, I I was definitely looking forward to half-time. um needed yes. a little bit, bit of a breather. Uh, so yeah, it was, went into the half-time and yeah, South came flying back at us, didn't they? And...
0: Yeah, so it was going to continue the, the pattern of the last five minutes of the first half where they came out and there was, they were two really good early chances, didn't they? Which, again, like a few teams we played recently have not been that clinical um, and, and certainly paid for their lack of clinicalness or or their lack of you know quality final ball. So um, we sort of rode those chances out and then as I said before, the wind strengthened as the half wore on. You know, we'd had those weather warnings, hadn't we, on Tuesday yeah. night about the wind, and you know, unfortunately, as as it was getting into sort of the more blowy blowy period of the match, we were against it, and it was really noticeable then because Henderson's kicks are quite elevated. He can do a range of kicks, but generally, yeah. he always kicks high, and some of the kicks as the half was winding on were hardly going any different. So they weren't even getting to the halfway line sometimes, and he's got a really long kick on him, so that was when. You know, we'd started to notice then, really, because I hadn't really noticed the wind so much in the first half. But yeah, definitely noticed it in the second half. But um, yeah, they kept sort of creating chances, didn't they? But you know, were any of them that good, Ollie? You know, there was there was a chance in no. the midfielder he sort of came flying in didn't he late and it, and then sooner they sort of missed those early chances in the first fifteen minute periods. We we did start to tire more and more as we said about fatigue. Um, yeah, I mean, when did you sort of notice that you... Because we talked about substitutes last week, didn't we, a little bit? But, you know, you could probably said the same thing on Tuesday against South End. But, um, yeah, you, you sort of noticed the fatigue coming in as well, I guess, as the rest of us.
1: Yeah, it he, he, he wasn't um, as as intense as the Wigan game. Um, no. But then I think we were kind of reacting to the um, the conditions and also yeah. playing against End. It's interesting to actually listen to Paul Hurst again. Um, he was saying that um, the central defenders were struggling with the wind. I didn't really think of it much of the time, obviously, because we were sitting in the West End and it was quite mm. nice and cosy under there. Um, but the corner flags were all blown in all different directions. And yeah, it would have yes. been very hard for the defenders to de- to defend. And there's a few iffy moments and stuff, but nothing um, too worrying. And yeah, kind of like, kind of jumping ahead. There wasn't really... I didn't feel like we were hanging on desperately. No. Um, we no. thought we were in control. We had the lead we played um, the game you know we played the game as it was in front of us and the players were in front of us and yeah we we kind of we just kind of saw the game out did a bit, yeah. of, bit a little bit of time wasting a bit of recycling um and it's fair to say um, quite of their players starting to get a little bit frustrated
0: they were yeah they they, they definitely were weren't they and, and there's one particular player who I was so frustrated even in the first half the bloody Anton Ferdinand the whole game Ollie he was in the referee's ear wasn't he chirping away chirping away chirping away he was you know quite physical in, in the challenges with our players but he kept getting away with it Um, and there was one point where he kept complaining and it went on and on and on and the referee booked him which was yeah, good which actually, is thought, good to see Yeah, the referee did do that because the ref was getting a bit of abuse from our fans just before that because he'd given them a series of free kicks um, When some of them were a little bit soft but he'd given us a couple of soft free kicks as well so it was one of those ones where the fans get riled up but it wasn't too bad and... (laughs) I don't know. I don't think the ref was particularly poor for looking back on it now. But um, yeah, I was, glad, I was glad to see him book bloody Ferdinand because he, he was annoying the hell out yeah, of me. Yeah,
1: he was annoying. And also their fullback when he pushed over the um, the ball boy. Oh yeah, which was, a was low, absolutely low ridiculous. Moment. Yeah, it was. He did go over and apologise to him at the end. I thought it would have been more sporting if he'd given him his shirt or something like that. <laughs> uh, to try and make up for it, but yeah, it was out of order. The ball boy was obviously um, they've it's been the to one, the, they've all been on the um, Paul Hurst um, ball boy course, um, <laughs> <laughs> taking wasting their time, uh, but. That was it, really. I think I think actually just on the refereeing, I think the refereeing, I don't know, it feels like there's been a step up in refereeing. Maybe it's just because we haven't got such stupid Careful. players like McGiven and stuff yeah, who have are making so many stupid decisions. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we are riding our luck a little bit at the moment. I think that's fair to say. We're not um, so delirious to think that um, or deluded to think that, you know, we are playing champagne football every week. Um, no. we're grinding out some results at time, which is a yeah. sign of a good team as they say
0: yeah we'll come to Oldham in a minute because obviously we won at Oldham and you can yeah. say that was a grind out but to think we've just played Wigan, Southend and Oldham and probably ground out results in all three of those games you know been impressive in points been solid defensively in all three of those games and, and you know it's, it's the flashy stuff the attacking play that we got so excited about but you know now it's starting to be we should be excited about our attacking play but also we should be really excited about that defensive unit and the goalkeeper so you know those are those are two factors that we've got to to our hand this season so to take nine points from three games where we've got scrappy wins that's I almost a championship form there Nolly <laughs> but it's certainly it's certainly upper table form it's certainly the sort of thing that good teams do so let's let's leave it at that for a moment yep. but um yeah, there was a few other things that happened, wasn't there? There was Henderson made his traditional couple of good saves in the second half and there was one huge scramble near the end, wasn't there? Toto sort of tried to shepherd the ball out um, on the byline and he got it nicked off him and they put it straight in there um, and then we defected it clear. It hit one of our own men and it sort of dribbled wide. It was almost an own goal. So that was a bit of hearts in the mouth stuff. But once again, another factor of our play that we keep mentioning was how we were killing time off well in the last minute or two and then into injury time. And again, Big John was on. He'd come on Andy for, um, for pain when he got injured rather than Morris because Morris wasn't fully fit. Um, and he he did really well again in injury time, helping to kill the game off. Um, but no real chances of a note for him in the whole game, I didn't think. So, yeah, that was that really. So we we, we got through and it sort of reasonably even half, holding on at times, had a couple of goes at them. And as you said, scrappy win. Um, and that was that. That was Tuesday night. Job mm-hmm. done again. Everyone was buzzing. Um, Henderson came over to the west stand and was giving it fist pumps, which was bloody fantastic in front of everyone. It got really everyone really going. Um, so yeah, that, that was uh, that was good. Or suppose the only worry was how injured Payne was. I guess at that point.
1: Yeah, that was the injury, wasn't it? It was. He doesn't seem to want to finish a game. Uh, no. We mentioned that in the olden game. Um, so yeah, who was your top three, Glenn? I'll let you go first this time.
0: Yeah, I mean, I never mentioned him. I mean, we've we've kind of gone through that game because it's been a few days since now. But um, I thought, considering we were probably a bit more under the cosh in that game again than we have been in some of the other ones, I thought Godfrey was really good sitting in the the sort of defensive role. And obviously, go sat back as you said and helped him a little bit. But um, yeah, I've not gone for Godfrey's my match yet. I don't think maybe. Um, but I thought he was really really good. Um, Henderson again when he was needed made some really good saves and I just love his passion so I went for him number two and um, I went for Toto number three I thought he dealt with everything in the air. Um, had a guy playing against him that was quite physical. So, yeah, we've gone quite different this week, I think. But um, you know, there's no no real difference. Everyone sort of worked hard, and it's yeah. one of those ones again where you could you could pick a few.
1: Yeah, everyone. Well, I'd say no one really stood out today. I think everyone no. was six and a halfs kind of thing. So that's why I've struggled a bit actually. I went for Henderson because I thought he made a few key saves in the game. Yeah, um, which would be yeah not. So I think that was kind of credit to him for that, um, and also he's just yeah, a calm, safe, safe pair of hands. And yes. I went for Nolan, though he didn't have a game um, that he's had in terms of dominating play and running with the ball a lot. Um, no. I just thought, you know, I just thought I'd give it to him for that goal because it was really, really com- composed. Yeah, um, true. So yeah, so I went for that.
0: But you went for a go go for Man Match, didn't you?
1: Yeah, I did. Sorry, yeah, I went for a go go. Sorry, yeah, jumped ahead, went for a go go because almost not just for this game. I think also for the last few games as well. Um, he's <laughs> we haven't had him in there so I think kind of almost like a yeah collective he's been a, a quiet kind of workhorse hasn't he in the last few games for
0: us you've been feeling bad because you didn't pick him Ollie, So yeah I go. do that's That's, <laughs> fair,
1: that's fair comment yeah, got, he's got 10 points now I'm sure that will really mean a lot to him he's got 10 <laughs> points now on the Salopcast player yeah. of the year
0: exactly it's the big one it's the one they all know, to win Ollie. <laughs> um, so yeah there we go so it's interesting again it was it was you know, no one really stood out because they were poor. It's just because everyone played hard, worked hard and put a shift in. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't, you know, there was no, no it wasn't quite the sparkle of recent weeks. I think that's fair to say. But um, yeah, there we go. That was the, the top three. Um, you, you've just written down a few things Paul Hurst had to say after the game. Obviously, uh, yeah, he <laughs> talked about the conditions. But uh, yeah, what else did he have to say? Yeah, he
1: said there's a few hairy moments. <laughs> um, yeah, he had um, he had a dig at Brown, which I thought was really funny. Actually, Salad um Shrewsby Town... Um, actually used this quote and put it on a photo um picture on the internet where he said that um you know for a team that doesn't play football linking back to Brown's comment that we're rubbish and we don't play football they came up and yeah. matched us up so it's probably about the time to talk about SAF cuz Brown clearly sets up his team as like anti-football you know you got Anton Ferdinand whinging to the ref all the time mm. um, he's with his nonsense comments in the press and um, I don't know whether he's trying to delude himself or his all fa- the fans or his chairman or what but I think he's um got a bit of sour grapes that they're not um you know, doing well and they've not had the best start of the season.
0: No. He, he got he's could potentially be in a bit of trouble if they don't pick up, to be honest. So yeah, it could be one of those one of those managers that's talking crap to try and get himself out of trouble, Ollie. But um yeah, they've not done very well. But yeah, it is press match. I, mean, I listened to his press match interview and it was a bit weird, to be honest. Yeah, saying that we didn't play football, fine. But I think this is the other thing we'll come on to talk about Oldham because we had a, a lot of Oldham fans being quite bitter. But there's, a, there's sort of now this understanding that we don't play football. But, you know, we were so sparkling in those first few weeks. We had to drop our level. And we've dropped it to a level where we're now comfortably winning games without playing that sparkling football. Now, to me, that's a huge positive. As a huge Tottenham fan, I'm not going to worry about people thinking we don't play football. I've seen enough of us this season to think we can play football and blast teams away. We can also control games and win games one nil. What, what, you know, <laughs> what's to worry about? I'd rather have both strings of those to our to our bow. So, yeah, I, Paul, I don't know. He's a, he's an idiot. That Brown, isn't he? I think yeah. he said some stupid stuff last season as well, if I can remember rightly. So. Leave him to it. I'm 99% sure he'll get sacked before Paul Hurst does, and uh, we'll see where he is in a year's time. So good luck to him.
1: Yeah, no, I, th- I think it's just, I don't know, people just almost, I don't know, maybe just don't want to give us compliments when they're talking about us, so they just rather than give us players, give us confidence yeah. in their pre match, just talking negative points about us. But I don't think anyone at Shrewsbury really gives a I was going to say a word we're beginning with T then, oh. um, but give a damn what um, he has to say.
0: Yeah, it's funny actually, you mentioned Anton Ferdinand, and we'll move away from Southampton in a minute, but did you see, did you see t- yesterday, so this is like the oh, Saturday yeah. after the Tuesday I saw night, you Tuesday tweet. he got booked this. again for being a total moron. This time it was because a guy had got, um, I think he got injured and he was trying to get subbed off for the team they were playing. Could have been Northampton, I can't remember. And Anton Ferdinand thought he was taking too long, so he just decided to walk up behind this player, walking off the pitch, and just start pushing him in the back. As if you know that'd make him go faster, and what was the net result of it? He got booked. Which again, I'm glad he's been punished twice in two weeks for absolute stupidity. So um, I think you know, unfortunately for for Brown and Anton Ferdinand, I think the the referees might be wise to Southend's antics. So uh, yeah, one to keep an eye on Southend because I think it could could start to go even worse down there. But there we go. We'll keep an eye on them. Not yeah. that we hopefully should be worrying about them this season if they're down the bottom. But um, yeah, that was that was that was that game was it wasn't it? Three points in the bag and and. We were looking then to have not be too worried about Oldham because people were starting to say, "Well, you know, that's the win now, two wins in a row." If we lose at Oldham, you know, it could be a tough away game. They've just picked up; it doesn't really matter. You know, we're still going to be up there at the top, aren't we? And everyone was very happy about it. But as it turned out, Ollie, it was another impressive victory. So, do you, do you want to run just through the, the details of it, and then we'll go into the game?
1: Yeah, yeah, sure. So, um, so the game ended two one. Um, yep. So um, Davis scored for them. Um, pretty decent header, actually, wasn't it? Um, when I saw on the highlights. Yes, thirty three was- minutes. Um but Payne scored before then after nineteen minutes. Um no in yeah. sixty-five minutes. Um average att- av- the attendance, well we'll come on to this when we talk about olden fans later, a very pathetic four thousand <laughs> one hundred and fifty. So for such a big club that's pretty pathetic. Um, and then going into Stain and um, Payne was um, um went top uh, of the goal scoring per minute stats, which is pretty yes. fun. Um and you've put here, Glenn, so I'll let you say this. So so is the best what to the season?
0: It's the best start to a season ever, isn't it? Yeah. I think that's that's now official. So, um, you know, you don't get you're not gonna get any more impressive stats than that on this podcast ever, are you? That we have now put a get, put together a run at the start of the season that is better than anything in what the we're a we hundred and thirty five, hundred and thirty six years old, oldest club now or something like that. Maybe it's a bit less than that, but what a record. You know, all those seasons, all those thousands of players to have gone through this football club. You know, all our heroes of the past, all of them that have done it. And to have done it at this level, in League One level, so we're not in the conference or League Two anymore, I think it is a, something to be hugely proud of as a football club. Um, and whatever happens this season, you know, we will have that to celebrate for, for forever, basically. So like, before we get onto the game, I think, you know, just credit to Paul Hurst and the players. They should, yeah. they should be able to sit back and see and a as well. record. And the yeah, chairman no, as well
1: for backing the, um, back the manager and, and supporting um, CEO Brian as well. So yeah, and good.
0: Brian for the work he's done in the transfer market and for Chris Skip for getting players back fit when we needed them. And, and you know, every single person involved in the, you know, the day-to-day running of the football club, you know, it's it's the players on the pitch that have done that record. But it doesn't work without everybody else at the football club kind of put, pulling together. And also credit to the fans, you know, yeah. the, from the first two games where we knew we had something special here, they have been amazing home and away. And I'll come to talking about them at Oldham because I thought our fan base was fantastic. And of that 4,100, we took 600 to Oldham, you yeah. know. We're top of the league, fine. We should be taking a few few more now, but we don't have the hugest away following sometimes. But it was a brilliant away following, and, and credit to everyone that was there on Saturday. Yeah. So yeah, just worth reflecting on that, isn't it, Ollie? Because it's yeah. something that um, you know I don't think any of us thought we would be talking about in in you know end of last season. So yeah, you, what a what a turnaround.
1: Yeah, no, it was good. So the team um, was basically the same again. Um, so I won't go exactly through those. Yep, so exactly the same. Um, and yeah, you went um, you were behind the goal, So yes, yeah, <sighs> that's where you were. It. Yeah, I don't like you just can't tell what's going on. I don't understand why no. people sit in the south stand like fair play to you. if you sit there you obviously enjoy it but you can't <laughs> see the depth of what's going on i really struggle and is it was it quite you also they made you they didn't allow you to go to the back did they they pushed you all forward to the front i saw
0: yeah we were sort of right to the front. actually i was talking to um one of my brother's relatives because it was my uh, brother's daughter's birthday today and he'd gone to the game and he was like i don't know why they didn't let's go at the back you know we'd have made more noise and stuff but um yeah they they were sort of all in the sort of lower blocks across sort of the, the sort of big middle bit of it but um Oldham's a bit of a weird place, so I said last week I've never been there before, and I'm sure other town fans have, but they got some very strange rules there, they would not let me walk through the turnstile with my two children who were seven and eight, uh, sorry, six and seven, terrible parent, um, they wouldn't let me walk through the same concessions turnstile as them and pay adult prices, so I had to send my two small kids through one turnstile, and then I had to walk around and go through an adult turnstile, just things like that, I'm sure That's there were That's ridiculous. Rules. <laughs> Mental, isn't it, yeah. And the other thing that happened when we first got there was, um, it must have been either their chairman or someone... Because they're in the middle of a takeover. I might even have been the guy that's looking to do a takeover. And we got there an hour before kickoff and we just went straight in because the weather wasn't very nice. And he, there was a a guy there that, who looked like a footballer, you know, who was smartly dressed and had all the looks of someone that was an athlete. And he was sort of out the back of their stadium showing them all this like wasteland, scrubland, saying, oh, we're going to do this here, we're going to build this here. And it was like... Almost like he was selling the club to them, so that he'd sign. So I thought, well, it was only fair for me to shout over, "Don't do it!" <laughs> They're bottom of the league. <laughs> um, to which point, this guy looked at me like very confused. I thought, I better scuttle into the ground then. But yeah, that was that was my only uh, interesting thing in the game. Um, so uh, sorry before the game. So yeah, we we got in there then, and uh, yeah, it was uh, it was interesting to say. Yeah, you know, sitting around the goal, it's it's hard to judge some things, but um, I think very similar to the olden game. Our best play was in that opening period, sort of ten to fifteen minutes. Again. Played with a high pace, the pressing was really good. We looked like we'd certainly enjoyed the rest because I know Paul Hurst had given some of the lads a, a day off and he'd given the ones that hadn't played a whole game at all uh, against Southend a pool day, so they'd spent the day sort of relaxing in the pool, maybe doing a bit of fitness work. So we looked fresher from the, from the start, which was good. Um, and we played with the confidence of a team top of the league, playing a team down the bottom of the league, which was nice to see. So, um, that was good. And the other thing about Oldham in that in, intervening in that sort of starting period was. Their team was the same as the last two weeks where they've actually got two positive results but they looked really disjointed. They looked like they were trying to incorporate a couple of new players to their team. They didn't look very fluid. Um and to be honest, they looked like they were there to be taken. So I thought the start was was the best period of the whole game for us and um yeah, it was uh, it was impressive.
1: Did we create many chances before we got the goal?
0: Um I think we did. We had we had one chance where sort of Wally um did a good little pass and put uh, put Nolan in and he did his normal thing of running and running and running before he has a shot. Have you noticed that? He yeah. never shoots first time. No, <laughs> He likes to run and run and run and get as close to the goal and try and finish. And so he tried to do like he did against um South End but this time his shot was blocked. So uh it was a bit unfortunate. But he he started the game really well Nolan. Um he said he hadn't really been in it as much at the South End game but he was back on his back on his best at this game. Um, then Abu had a chance where Payne did a lovely little back heel that put him in, but typical Abu really sliced his shot, unfortunately. And yeah, he so- still hasn't
1: got that goal. He got us some <laughs> no. abuse, actually, from the um, the the lad that supports Ian um, doing the interviews asking when um, oh, Abu's going to yeah. get his goal. Yeah, he hasn't scored for us yet. Oh,
0: poor guy. It's coming. The amount we're going to create this season, you think he's probably going to get it this year. If he's never, if he doesn't, he's never going to get one. Um, one of the inter- interesting things, the old Fatty Gerard was playing at the back for uh, Oldham again. Um, and it was it was really funny. In the first couple of, so I think it was probably five minutes in, Payne who looked right up for it again, r- did a real good run, and-, and Gerard had to go with him, and uh, he did it right. Gerard actually he got a foot across and put out for a corner, and it was brilliant. He looked up at like the fans where we were sitting, and he just blew his cheeks out like he was totally knackered, which I thought fair play because obviously he kind of must realise what regard the Shrewsbury fans hold him in, and it was sort of a-, a bit of banter from him, which was quite funny. But yeah, he's still huge. <laughs> he hasn't. Has he hasn't <laughs> he's still any got weight. a belly? A little bit, yeah, a little bit. It's, it's interesting because he's like mid 30s, early 30s. And then they, I think it's Peter Clark who plays centre back for Oldham as well, who's really old. I think he's like almost 35. So they've got a really aging set of defenders. Um, and I'll come on to my boss. He was talking about that before, later on. But yeah, interesting that they're playing with two because normally you don't have two aging centre backs. You normally have one and then some, some legs, don't you? But yeah. they certainly don't have that. Um, so yeah, we, we created a couple of chances. So that first 15 minutes were really good. And so when the goal came, 19 minutes in, it was, you know, it'd been coming. And you've seen the goal. It was it was a good cross into the box, but the keeper didn't do very well with it, did he? He no. spilled it. And Payne, to be fair to himself, he threw himself at that ball. He could have he could have got really badly injured, to be honest with you. It was and so brave. Yeah. And he did get injured, but he could have got badly injured.
1: Yeah. Oh, so I mean, yeah, seriously, yeah.
0: Yeah. But it was it was right in front of the town fans. And I I loved it. He was so brave. Just stayed at home. Took the clattering that he was gonna get, you know, wanted that goal. Wanted to show his commitment um, and yeah, he got injured didn't he? He, uh, he got smacked on the head and it looked like his nose was bleeding as he went off, but um, I'm led to believe actually it was a cut on his head, I'm not too sure. Yeah, um,
1: it was, so it was um, a cut that was too ooh. serious, bad to um, stitch Yeah, in time for the games to the to take him That's off. True.
0: Yeah, because it was only 19 minutes in, so... Yeah. You know, you wouldn't want to wait five minutes for him to get sorted and bring him back out. If it was near half time, you might have just took him off and played with ten for a yeah. bit. But um yeah, brilliant. I, I I loved it. And and we were talking about his goal for game goals per game ratio. So he was already top of the EFL's goals per game ratio. And so he's only played ninety minutes in this game and got another goal. So it's brought it down by another like fifteen minutes now. So he's he's well ahead on that statistic. So I think he's just scoring and as soon as he's scoring he sort of he wants to go off to keep his record, but no, obviously not. He um he did fantastic. So yeah, Morris this week came on for pain rather than um Big John, who came on at South End. Um because Morris had a slight knee injury, didn't he? I think so he wasn't fit for South End. And he yeah. he had a huge battle for the rest of the game then with the two old boys at the back, Gerald and Clark they were really physical. And to be fair to Morris, he was really physical as well. He gave them just as good as he was getting. Um, and so, yeah, again, for a young lad, he is a big lad. He, he gave it a good going. Um, did he so hold himself well? Did he do all right? Yeah, he did well. He was trying to hold up. He, he, he wasn't. He didn't do it quite as well as... He didn't provide quite the threat Payne would in terms of that direct run in and he didn't maybe provide quite the threat that Big John did in that one game where he was holding up really well at the end but he was a bit of good bit of it both so he's almost like a little bit of to, taking the best characteristics of to, to both of those players and he did keep the defence honest I mean as i will come to you now we didn't really create too many chances from that point onwards but it was, wasn't his fault really um, it was more about our game management again um, but from then on yeah from that from the goal on uh, really I suppose they did sort of become the better team in the game um, we maybe were second best to a lot of things um, and they started to then create chances uh, they, they flashed one right across the goal um, and Hendo was beat he was diving full length but he was beat and that one chance then just for the first time started to get their crowd going a little bit and that was all it really needed um, and they then they nicked a goal um, have you seen the goal yet? what did you make of the goal?
1: yeah was- I thought it was a. I I I only swatched it once um, and I just <laughs> looked at a nice header um, but yeah you've put here that Toto
0: yeah, he could have done more. I think he just got caught a little bit flat-footed if you watch it back, and and I thought that at the time because he looked to be ahead of um, of Davis who scored, and it Davis just got the run on him. Do you not? Do you not think? I yeah. think he did a little bit, and f- f- unfortunate for Toto that I think he could have done a bit more. But um, it was a good finish. I'll give the the, the old yeah. No, it was good. Credit.
1: Henderson didn't really have yeah. any chance, did he? Nope, could no. not. And
0: that's the first first goal from open play, isn't it? That conceded. I think um, I thought it, it was bad. a Maybe free
1: kick at Gillingham.
0: Ah, yeah, that was yeah. I'm counting that as that was a
1: recycle was, was that a recycled from a free kick? I can't remember. Maybe, but he, isn't, he hasn't. He has conceded many in his, has he? No,
0: that's for sure. No, he hasn't. Um, and then, yeah, because that goal suddenly, Oldham fans woke up. There was only four thousand of them there, but they did get a bit loud then and uh, started to encourage them. They've got this like little group of ultras at the away end, in like oh, a little bless. block to the left of the ground, and they were they were they were like a drum and they were going the whole game. There was a typical northern man with no shirt on leading the chance. I so. saw him. He
1: ran <laughs> down when um, they scored. Yeah, he was he jiggling around. He was doing
0: it the whole game. My kids were utterly befuddled by why a man wasn't wearing a shirt in a football ground. Obviously they're not they've not seen that before. So um yeah that's it <laughs> it's a lesson to be learned. Um and yeah so it was, suddenly it was a totally different game actually. Um they go they got going and they got their tails up. Um and the fans were encouraging them, and so yeah, it was it was not as easy as the start had been. Um, that first ninety minutes was so easy. Suddenly, it was t- completely different. So, they had a couple more long shots, nothing major. Um, I thought Junior Brown played really well in the first half. He was he was very very good when he was heading the ball again in the air. But yeah, one of the bloody there's a, one of the things that was noticeable was they were going to ground really easily. You literally like. Touch them and they get a free kick, or you know, they, they were really good at getting those free kicks, you know, like Wally does sometimes, yeah, takes like a little brush and goes down. They were all really good at that, so we, we had to defend a lot of free kicks in the second, in the end of the sec, first half, and also into the second half, um, which is why the defense had to be really manful to their job. Um, but I suppose the defining moment of the whole game really came not far from half time when um, I think it's Doyle uh, who plays for them up front, um, he got in one on one, rounded Henderson. All he had to do was sort of roll the ball in. He was a little <laughs> bit wide. Yeah. Um, Henderson did well to push him wide. All he had to do was roll it in, and he, sh- he shot with power really, um, and hit the post. And it was a it was an open goal. That was um,
1: unbelievable. I was, what, I was, yeah, just you know, it's one of those. Whoa, how on earth did he miss that? It should have been um, should have been a goal should have been a goal it was
0: right in front of the town fans which was the best thing about it because everyone was giving him pelters afterwards and he sort of ran towards the town fans without thinking about it with his hands on his like sort of went up to pray and then put his hands on his head and he opened his hands to look through his hands when he was sort of praying type thing and he looked and all he could see was town fans going "Ah!" (laughs) (laughs) so he didn't look very happy about that but um, yeah so open goal missed and then uh, yeah that was was sort of the, the end of the half really it sort of they still had a lot of the ball, but we managed it out, got to half-time. Um, no no real scares, other than that, that open goal. Uh, I suppose the only other thing to note from that first half was a little bit like we talked about against Wig, and Riley didn't have the greatest first half again. Um, I do think he's taken a long time to come back to his best. Um, So, yeah, that was a bit unfortunate for Riley. But other than that, nothing really to complain about. It was it was well-managed, the end of the the first half, really.
1: Yep. So, how did the second half go, then? Um I was listening to the radio. Um, it's we didn't we didn't sound. There wasn't a lot of chances they were talking about. There was a few, um, mm. but yeah, not a lot. So yeah, what was the kind of what happened in the second half?
0: I think to sum up the second half, we did the same thing we did against End. We we were happy to let them have the ball a little bit, and they weren't good enough to take any of their chances that they created. Is, is a simple question to it. And in general, you know, because we were so good at defending and we took our chances, I'd say in general at the game we were probably. The better team. I'm not. I'm not one to say if you had more possession and, and, and more shots off target, you're a better team. I think in general, we show we are a team that can that can beat teams without having the ball. Anyway, but yeah, it started um, same as then They came at us. Um, obviously, they had a bit of a rollicking off the manager, um, and we just we just managed them for that first five minute period. But they didn't create too many chances, as you should say. Um, again, lots of free kicks. There was no real pattern to our play for for, for about ten minutes in the first, second half. I'm not too sure why, but it was very bitty, very scrappy game at that point in time. But Oldham were very wasteful. They, they had no final ball when they needed it. Um, Is that because they, they lacked had,
1: quality in the team? Or? Yes,
0: I think they probably did. I think that... Um, um, My boss was talking about this afterwards and saying that they've, they've introduced a lot of new players to the team and although they've had a good couple of results, they're still getting used to each other. Um, and yeah, there's, there's, there's quite a lot of pressure on people to perform because they've got a huge squad... Absolutely massive squad. So if you aren't performing, there is there is the opportunity for you to just be rotated out. So is that because that, that
1: that was that quantity over quality? Do you think or
0: no? Apparently, it's because this takeover didn't happen until just into the season that they're going through. And so there's all these like foreign players have been up from Saint Etienne and all sorts of foreign players and and from clubs that John Sheridan isn't going to know anything about. Do you know what I mean? So these are obviously players that the olden fans think are being bought in by their potential new owners and um so therefore they've ended up with a squad that sheridan built over the summer and half a squad that these new owners are starting to build that they don't think sheridan's really got that much of a say on um this is this is the feeling i'm getting from talking to someone who's an older fan so it's interesting that that they've they've now sort of accrued quite a lot of players and lots of them are not playing so it's going to be pretty difficult for them to manage that going forward um so yeah that, that's why they've ended up with a big squad really okay
1: that's interesting yeah, interesting.
0: yeah so there we go so yeah they created some chances so Junior Brown we, sorry we created another couple of chances then Junior Brown had a, a header that he couldn't quite get enough on to steer it in and normally he's so good in that position from a from a free kick um, and it was even then for another sort of period and then we actually then had a good five minutes in the second half I think it was just before well it was just before the goal really so um, Wally had a shot that was straight across the, the box um, and the good passage of play in that five minutes was really what led to the goal so again it showed that Although we let Oldham have a lot of the ball, we managed it. But then we had a good five minute period, and we scored at the end of that period, which is just perfect. That's exactly what Paul Worst would have been wanting, isn't it? Um, and that led to Nolan's goal, which was another fantastic finish by the lad. So uh, yeah, you can talk us through that one because you've seen the highlights.
1: Yeah, it was um, it was a nice pass back, wasn't it? From from Rodman, um, yep. who just found his man, took his time, and yeah, just kind of slotted into the back of the net. And yeah, obviously you um, you couldn't see the shoes you because he was at the other end, wasn't it? But you could certainly hear yeah. you on the. Um, on the highlights. And yeah, no, was, yeah, very, very happy. And I think it's one of the, nuts. yeah, I think one of the <laughs> um, things that is just worth pointing is that we score when we're on top, don't we? Yes. One of the things yeah. that was so frustrating last year is, well, obviously we were dreadful, but um, we just, even when we dominated periods as a game, we never took our chances. And yep. now we're so clinical and we, yeah, we take advantage of our opportunities.
0: Yeah. I mean, we're creating more chances in the games, I reckon as well, but you're completely right about that. And, and it is, how many times did we say last season, or oh, we were on top and we, we just you know we yeah. paid for that, we we got caught for that, and well, we just now it's totally the opposite. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you all we're went mad then. People.
1: So you all went mad in the in that in that period because that's one of those things, isn't it? When you when you concede a goal and you're away from home, so you obviously obviously you're outnumbered and it sounds yep. like the olden fans were pretty, uh, vo- you know, they're quite noisy, weren't they? And they're quite ferocious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So when so when you scored, everyone was jumping around.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was down the steps before I remembered my <laughs> children were sitting next to me. It was uh, it was one of those goals, but. It, it it was just, it again, felt huge, felt massive, felt just important. Um, and, you know, anyone of the 600s there will, will tell you the same thing. It was one of those, we're going to have so many moments to remember this season. But, you know, that's another one to put on it. You know, the day we did, the, the moment we scored the winner against um, against Oldham. But you just go back to the goal, I think that something that bears a little bit more reflection is, it's, it was Rodders that got the ball. It took a lucky deflection, bounced to him and he did really well. P- picked his head up and he picked Nolan out really well. But that first touch—if anyone wants to watch the the highlights back, watch Nolan's first touch when that ball comes to him. He is already thinking about where that first touch is going for him to be able to hit it then in with his other foot. It's it's so good that that and and his first touch was really good. Finish perfect and so, as in terms of just the the quick feet and the quick thinking again, and we all say this about Nolan—fantastic. Watch it back; it's really good. Um, and then yeah, after the goal, really, and everyone has stopped going mental. Although we did keep cheering, the town fans did not stop cheering. Second half, really. Um, Lots of we are top of the league chance, which was fantastic again. Um, yeah, rest of the game, I, I say pretty similar then to, I won't labour the point, pretty similar to Southend. We managed it, I thought. Um, and the game really deteriorated then as it went on. I think it got spoilt by lots of niggly free kicks. They got very similar to Wigan. Um, they got really niggly and started putting a few nasty challenges in. Um, they could have had another red card before before they did later on. Um, but I think the best thing to talk about just before we get to the, the final things that happened is a word about the defence, really, because... Um, Oh, my God. They were immense in that last period because they had a lot of ball and they were putting balls into the box. But it was headed away. It was tackles when we needed tackles. And it was just absolutely amazing. And it was summed up, really, by a tackle. I think it was in the last two minutes by Toto, where they got in. The guy was putting pulling his foot back, putting, his foot back to sort of strike on goal. You know, it would have been a brilliant chance. And Toto must have been two yards back, it looked like. And he just basically launched into a tackle in the box and scoop the ball away from the striker. It was an amazing tackle. It was a game-saving tackle. And they have been doing that the whole second half, really, when they needed to. And I just think, you know, like I just talked about in the Oldham game, credit to the defence again in these last two games. They've been absolutely brilliant. And again, Toto and Sadler, really, the two stand out, I think, for for me in the game this week.
1: Were you a bit worried when um, Toto went diving in?
0: Yeah, a little bit, because we all say he's got one in him. But I think, obviously, he'd made a mistake in the first half, so he'd already got out of his system. But uh, no, I, I think that... The, the, the cumbersome Toto that we saw a little bit towards the end of last season which we, we talked about is almost all gone I think now he yeah. is a confident confident boy and he is a player that is could definitely go on to do something somewhere else if he plays like this and he keeps himself fit and he shows that drive he's got now I think he is very very impressive at the moment in terms of a defender Oh, and good. on the ball when he's when he's passing and when he brings it out and and his ability just to, to just do th- do things on the ball now which he didn't ever show last season so yeah another one that Hurst has found and and could turn out to be an absolutely brilliant buy so um there we go so yeah played the game out um, I said got bitty they got annoyed uh, they got some silly bookings and then yeah you saw probably on the highlights ridiculous red card for Doyle at the end um, he'd obviously hit the post and he was the most probably most frustrated of all their players. Um, and he just he, he launched himself into a two footer that should have been a straight red. Obviously, he was already on a yellow anyway. So why was he doing it? Um, so he went off, and that was it. Then we saw our injury time as we usually do, with no great no great scares. Um, and actually, towards the end, in the last few minutes, we had a couple of chances down uh, down the other end. Morris missed a good chance, I think. It was sort of saved off the keeper's knees, um, and there was another good chance. I can't remember now, but um, yeah, we could have easily got a second at the end. Um, so one nil. There we go. Job done again. <laughs> <laughs> two wins in a week
1: so everyone enjoyed it so it was a big cheer at the last minute again was wasn't... oh it was
0: mad yeah absolutely mad and uh yeah we had to run out quickly really because i need to get the kids home for bedtime so i normally end up leaving just on the final whistle but it was one of those ones where i was standing at the top of the steps and just about to go and no one wanted to go and then i ended up, I ended up staying then and sort of taking a few photos of the lads because they came over to really celebrate with the fans and it was like no one was leaving not one town fan was going down the steps because they just wanted to soak up every single second of this because as we've said, we we want to enjoy this ride and why why be running out early? You want to take every single second of what's going on in at the moment and um yeah, so we did run out. We were probably the first ones out in the end, unfortunately. But uh I had to go and meet my boss then, so yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was a fantastic end, and yeah, I I could hear, I could hear the town fans singing as we were still still going up the road about two minutes later, walking walking up on the main road. So yeah, the the guys going on the bus were all sort of I think must have been congregating outside the bus chanting or something because you could still hear them. But yeah, absolutely brilliant.
1: Bruce, what did your boss have to say? Because it's a <laughs> an interesting yeah, it's a bit odd for Twitter and the spit to, mm. um, with on Twitter um, after the game. We've never had. I've never seen opposition fans come after Shrewsley fans like this before, or make some comments. Yeah. So, yeah, well, obviously, before we talk about those a lot, of about. I'm sure your boss is a much more sensible, Oldham fan. So, what was his view he on, is. It, on the game?
0: He is, yeah. I mean, he, he pretty much come covering some of the things I've said there. Really, we, we sort of agreed on the game in general that they they wasted the opportunities they they had. Um, he he did say we looked good and looked like a team that you know knew what they were doing. You know, we weren't we weren't hanging on in there. Um, and he was impressed how we dealt with their pressure. Um. Um, he'd been talking about the, the pressure they put on teams in the recent weeks and it got them results um, and he said it didn't look like it was ever going to pay off against us so there was that he, he also said the same thing that we were all saying about our defence he thought they were absolutely fantastic and he also singled out Toto for, for praise um, he said that they were unlucky that we thought they were unlucky which you would do as an Oldham fan wouldn't you you've got to kind of look at the positives um, and he was also quite positive that he thinks things will come right at Oldham he's He's seen enough in the last few weeks. He doesn't go through every game, but he's seen quite a bit. Um, and he thinks they've got enough in quality in their players. But he was saying that their season's kind of gone the other way around. So last season they had 19 clean sheets, but they couldn't score. This season they've actually started scoring, but their defence has gone to pot. So it's like, You know, how frustrating must that be as an Oldham fan? It's like the opposite problem now rather than just fixing one, the other thing's going on. And he was still very concerned about Sheridan being forced out. So, yeah, it was interesting to talk to another fan because I've not really had the opportunity to do that after a game in terms of of, of sort of driving home. No, um, it's quite a long time. We we talked about football. Yeah, it's been brilliant. And we talked about football for a good hour on the way. And my kids fell asleep. And, you know, he was going through everything and talking about our players and, and. yeah, very positive about us, and but still positive about his own club, which I think, you know, I would be in a similar situation. But they went bottom that day, and we were talking a long time about their next run. And they've got something like Oldham... Sorry, they've got um, something like Peterborough, Rotherham, and then a horrible trip down to the south coast at Plymouth. So, you know, just three horrible games. It might be been P- Portsmouth, sorry. Um, but yeah, their next run is really tricky as well. So they could be bottom and not win the next three games. And then, you know, you start to look at Oldham this season and think, are they going to get out of it? tricky so he's got those worries at the back of his mind but he, he thinks it will come good yeah <laughs> poor guy i did feel bad as i said at the start because we're so good for us and so bad for them yeah. it was a bit extreme it was a bit uh problematic <laughs> when we started our chat but he's a good bloke and um yeah it was it's just nice to talk to football about someone
1: cool so yeah that was a positive yeah in terms of experience Older of an owner fan. fan yeah yeah there was quite a few um yeah passionate nutters. yeah nutters yeah i was <laughs> thinking how to say it nutters on there about how I saw one guy say um, Shrewsbury Town only took six hundred for their big day out. Nuts! What like like? And I saw some comments as well about how um, old Shrewsbury are nothing club and that they were a founding um, of the Premier League. Well, okay, big whoop. B- yeah. But so what? <laughs> like like yeah. well, our average attendance is, is much bigger than theirs. And I just it's, don't it's understand. What do you understand? You, can you understand why they have this? This, this like almost like superiority complex.
0: But that's it, isn't it? I think it's hard for Shrewsbury fans to understand it because you've got quite a lot of these big clubs who've either been in the Premiership or been in the Championship for the last forty years or whatever. You know, in at that level, and eventually they do take a hit and they come down to our level. And you know, Oldham've been down here a long time now, so quite why they've still got this superiority complex is beyond me. But I don't think it's it's hard for Shrewsbury fans to understand what it's been like to be one of the clubs at the top table in English football because we've never been there, have we? You know, even when we were good in the Championship, we were still you know, pushing up upper, a upper mid-table, weren't we, when we were at our very best. But we've never been, you know, in the Premiership or the, or League One or, or, or whatever it was, the old, the old League One as it used to be, I suppose. Um, so I think it's hard for us to understand. But yeah, they they definitely seem like they they think that we, they should be smashing us every week. And, you know, standard win. Shrewsbury are coming. We'll beat them. Who are Shrewsbury? And I just think Oldham fans might need to have a bit of a rethink about this, the stature of their football club in British football because we're not a huge club, but unfortunately, nor are Oldham. So, no, but they spent... You know, if, I've, if I,
1: was... I did a bit of research. So they spent yeah they were in the league um for basically the Division one, and then they were in the Premier League for two years, but they only just voted yeah. relegation in the the second season then they, they, then they went down to the championship and then they went down to the to league what and um, league one mm. equivalent of league one so they're not you know and before then they spent most of the time in, in the third tier. Yeah. So definitely. I don't where they get their superiors complex, and whether someone just said shooters should have enjoyed their big day out, like, like yeah, <laughs> yeah. If, if that was um, a Blackburn fan or you know, um, I don't know, like a Sheffield United or something like that, you know, they were, they were, we did enjoy going to those big stadiums, but yep. I just don't get it. Oldham as well. It's not like it's like I don't know, somewhere really don't glamorous. You know, you go to Plymouth or something like you know, or you go somewhere that you know it's a nice coastal place to go, nice like little town, but yeah, Oldham.
0: Yeah, no, I, I. I don't get it and, they were, and bitterness is the thing yeah. I think that when you're down the bottom you try and deflect a bit of your own problems on someone else and there was a lot of fans saying oh well they'll crash and burn soon or they'll soon be down the bottom of the league or enjoy one guy said enjoy your 13th 13th league uh, your 13th place finish this season I thought well one that wouldn't be disastrous for us too. No. You're more likely to enjoy your trip to Bloody League Two next season. So, you know, it seems a bit harsh to be <laughs> having a but pop then, at us but really, Shus- but I haven't
1: seen any shoesie fans getting running away or getting
0: no. too excited
1: well, or you know, but no one's saying we're gonna win the league now or we're all gonna get definitely get in the playoffs. Right. We're all just enjoying the curve, enjoying the run. Yeah. So I just found it, yeah, very bizarre. I've never I've never seen such Amorosity towards Town fans on Twitter, and that's even after playing Walsall and stuff. It's odd.
0: No, I think that this there's also something that Town fans are going to have to get used to. This at the moment, is being the team up there to knock off our perch. You know, we've not had this situation for a long time, and I suppose we're not really used to it. Maybe we had it a little bit in League Two in the Championship seasons, but yeah, we did. You know, actually, there was an expectation. we were, in, we were yeah. in
1: League Two. We did get a bit of you know, you're um, you know, you got a lot of money and all this kind of stuff. But yeah, it's yeah, the right, well, so
0: Championship seasons. Then I meant promotion seasons because okay. we didn't win the league. But um but yeah, but. I suppose it was that, but then there was an expectation that we would be near the top of that league at that point in time, wouldn't there? And you would kind of always have that expectation with us that we should kind of, halfway... especially when we moved to the new ground and we have probably got a slightly higher budget than most teams in League Two. There's an expectation. There's no expectation for us to be at the top of League One. So did we? wind you know, them must up? be We were
1: chanting to the top of the league a lot or something. Yeah,
0: we weren't. We weren't particularly chanting at them though. No. And and if you, if you, I I put a thing on you on the on the Blue and Amber um fansy account, it was a video of the olden fans. They spent a lot of time chanting at us chanting really negative things I don't know I don't get it there, lots of the cheat this and you know who the hell are you sort of thing with that grandiose attitude so I, I don't get it I've, I've never been told them before so maybe it's always been like that but very strange very strange anyway yeah. anyway, anyway
1: we're, we're five points top of the league and they're bottom um, damn bottom and yeah, yeah.
0: and it, who knows where it'll go but yeah as I said I've talked about our fans being fantastic and talking to a few people on the way out just was going up the steps and it's just like I caught the eye of uh, one of my friends called Lauren I've known for a long time and I was like we can't be beating Lauren. We're going to be the Invincibles. We're going to be an Arsenal, <laughs> and she was like laughing, going, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." And her, her dad was there as well, saying the same thing. So, Town fans are starting to get to dream really a little bit, yeah. which is which is great to see. And yeah, you just said we went five points clear. And the most interesting stat that I saw on um, on sort of social media um, after the game was. It took us until January the 7th last season to get this many points, 22 points. That's it took crazy. It was 26 games. That's crazy. And this crazy. season we've done it in eight. That is mental. crazy.
1: January the 7th. So that's like, yep. not even like Christmas, that's like way after Christmas. And I'm <laughs> you know, starting to see Christmas pop up in certain shops now, but we are now the 17th of September.
0: It'd be interesting to see what, at what point we reach our points total from last year. Because conceivably, could it be done? Just you know, halfway through the season, yeah, could if be. are gonna win the we'll league. Keep going yeah. like this. Be mad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there we go. Yeah, so there we go. So uh, that was interesting. But yeah, my top three. As I said, I, I briefly talked about Toto and how good he was. Um, he was excellent in the second half, particularly. So I went for him, man of the match. I went for Nolan. I think he was back to his best on Saturday as number two. He was two puffing actually the on
1: the well. highlights. Was he knackered? Did he run a lot? Because he was puffing a bit at the Who? end. Nolan. Toto. No, Nolan. Uh,
0: Nolan. Yeah. I th- I think he's one of the ones because he got subbed off in the against Southend for fatigue so I think he might be one of the ones that's suffering the most but he does never stop running yeah. does he? he's probably with the wingers the two, the three workers in the team so yeah he, he probably is knackered and uh, can have another rest now before it's nice that we haven't got a Tuesday night game this yeah, week which it's is good useful. so they've got a week to rest and then I went for Brown I thought Brown was fantastic again in defence um, I thought Sadler was really good but I, I've just gone for Brown this week because um, he did some really cool headers and some really brilliant tackles. So, yeah, that was my top three, really. I think all well-deserved.
1: Cool. Did we make any subs during the game? So Obviously, we made had Payne was uh, substituted. Um, and we you brought were... Adams on. Okay, Adams yeah, came brought on brought Adams again. on near the end yeah. for...
0: I can't remember who it was for now. I think it was one of the central midfielders who were tired. Could have even have been Nolan. I'm, I can't remember. Yeah, but yeah. have a look. Actually, no, than, he came on for
1: He came on in an extra time. But, yeah, only used two subs again. That's why I wanted to ask yeah. the question. Only two subs. Consistent.
0: Very yeah. consistent. So... Yeah, there we go. I mean, I've not heard Paulhurst's comments. I don't know if you saw them. Yeah, this week, I but did.
1: I was cooking along, getting doing a bit no, of chopping and listening <laughs> to Paul Hurst. Um So yeah, he made. I've put. I've, I've written it on the agenda, so you can't guess what he said. Um, so he's talking to um, Lewis Cox um, later on in the in the interview, and he said, "You know, you basically say, like, you know, how's the season going? Is this what you expected?' Interesting. He said at this point of the season, he'd be happy with four wins and four defeats." So very oh, right. interesting, um, and then he said that this season so far has been ridiculous
0: <laughs> <laughs> it has been ridiculous and and uh, you know he's not wrong and then i saw a thing today that had gone out on their the, the shoestown twitter feed saying you know i'm not i'm not surprised shoestown fans can enjoy this yeah. now and, and yeah it's all it's all good so yeah, yeah. good old Hursty. no it was good there we go and then um yes so just a on.
1: couple two things that came up interesting in, in rodman's um press um interview as well so one he said that um he noted that and obviously he remembers and all the players remember that he said that we were Spooky's second favourite hit relegated so clearly yep. that's either remembered by the players or spoken about themselves or pointed out by the management um, and then mm. interestingly as well he also mentions that they do double sessions on a Tuesday and a Thursday so wow. they spend a lot of time together so yeah it's um you know it's interesting to kind of those little bits of info that come out from the club uh, you know yeah. how hard they are working
0: it's just confirming what we've all thought and from other things isn't it that they are being beasted <laughs> yeah, absolutely beasted in training yeah. and that's paying off in terms of their, their overall fitness levels and um, I, I did think that we didn't fatigue half as much in the game on Saturday as we did on the game against Southend so obviously the 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 sort of rituals that they've been doing in between to get themselves back match fit has been working really well and credit to the medical team I guess for that Um. so yeah it, it, it was all good so got home about 7 o'clock and I was buzzing I think I probably stayed looking at Twitter and Facebook and Blue and Amber and all the other things to to talk football about Shrewsbury Town with till about 11 o'clock so yeah there you go it's just it is lovely to just be part of it all at the moment so there we go that's the two games covered anyway so if anyone wants to know where we're going to get up to yeah there you go we got that covered so I think we'll move to the next section now there's no sat-up news this week but we got a couple of questions from listeners didn't we yeah uh, We'll just quickly go over the predictions, Ollie. So, yeah, we'll move on to that now.
1: So, Steve
0: McKenzie against Bobby Mims, and it's McKenzie!
1: 2 1 to Shrewsbury! Party time! So, um, on the um, Saladcast account today, we had a couple of questions from Ryan Humphreys. And um, he, did, he did create, I think it's him who created um, um, a, quite a funny picture that was going the rounds on um, Facebook and Twitter last night. Um, and he said, Is Paul Hurst actually Superman in disguise? <laughs>
0: It could well be, it could well be um, Yeah, I, I did see that picture, it was quite funny yeah. wasn't it to be fair it, You know, I think that's just a, a tongue-in-cheek comment about it, the man But the job he's doing is bloody uh, Yeah, it is like saving the world really in Shrewsbury Town, isn't it I guess at the moment It is really good, on and off the field, uh, a credit to this football club So yeah, I'm happy to call him our superman yeah. if you are if you are on yeah, it Yeah, definitely um, Yeah, and we'll, we'll see how he goes the rest of the season
1: Yeah, and the second second question um was was a, a funny one he said will Dean dean henderson's perm be our downfall this season
0: i did mean to talk about this yeah dean henderson got a new haircut which was uh interesting did you see my response <laughs> on
1: like... twitter during the game to this no no ah, okay so um not that i pay attention to teenage boys hairstyles uh, but my uh <laughs> um, my fiance's a teacher and she yes. says that all the kids in school are perming their hair um so they have shorts mm-hmm. on the short on the side, long on top, and permit, and that's obviously what Dean Henderson's done. That's exactly what he's done. Yeah, there you go. He's down with the kids. So yeah, so if we we give the fans insights on this podcast.
0: I <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I mean, I feel bad enough commenting on this because I'm a <laughs> and fashion sense left me long ago, Ollie. Uh, Did
1: you ever have any fashion sense? Let's be fair. <laughs>
0: Uh, I don't know. I'll leave others to that. <laughs> but certainly, certainly, never had a haircut of any note, so that's fine. Um, but yeah, no, it isn't going to be a downfall to our season. Is the answer to that question because it, it performed wonders on Saturday. You know that haircut is now undefeated. <laughs> so there we go. It's it's it just another positive sheet though, to the did season. It? We didn't have a clean sheet. What? Maybe yesterday. No, to his old hairstyle. No, I don't know. He might have to. Yeah, he might have to think about it. But so more on her. Dean Anderson can do anything he yeah. wants. Frankly, so more on his hair <laughs> just... next week. We'll
1: comment on it next week. See what he's
0: doing. Yeah, there we go. But yeah, he, he's um. He's, he's been fantastic hasn't he so we can let him have a funny haircut you know, if that's all we're talking about with him then uh, it's come to <laughs> something hasn't it he still hasn't got as fun a haircut as Junior Brown Junior Brown is still king of the haircuts in shoes, isn't yeah. he so he's still well ahead on those stakes but um, yeah interesting questions this week <laughs> not the sort of things we might have expected but no. it's good it all prompts a bit of debate um, so that takes us from the questions any questions again um, send them to Saladcast next week and we'll, we'll answer them even if they're about haircuts um, but yeah we're going to the predictions now Ollie because you're back in it aren't yeah, you back you've, in the race. Uh, you've got to win.
1: Yeah, so um, you went for two nil. Um, I did. I did do a bit of research, which is obviously my prerogative, <laughs> um, and saw they been scoring a few goals. So I went for two one. So yeah, mm. it's five all yeah. um, in the um, in the stakes now. So yeah, Back level. Yeah, so it's gonna another one. And yeah, looking ahead, looking ahead to Blackburn. So this is a huge game. Absolutely massive.
0: huge. Yeah, massive. I you know we should really do a call to arms here because this is we talked about it last week didn't we I think a little bit about how we'd like to get a big crowd in for the Tuesday night game against Southend but obviously that was a Tuesday night game and the weather was bad and people still on holiday we mentioned all that but I'd love us to get 8k or not even 7k we I'd love That's us to get 8k day, on Saturday a solid 8. yeah yeah it'd be brilliant because they're going to they've sold out so there's going to be 1200 300 from Blackburn so we're talking about getting you know just under 7000 fans there um to watch this game now <sighs> If you were a floating Shrewsbury town fan, there's never going to be a better time to come and watch us than at the moment. You know, you can go to a game against Blackburn Rovers on a Saturday at the home at home. You can watch us play. You can be chuffed to bits if we win and think, God Almighty, where's the season going? And if we lose and we fight, battle hard, you can sit there and think, Who cares? We're you know, we're still top of the league. We're like chances are we'll be well. We can only be we can only at worst be joint top of the league on Saturday. We might be second on goal difference. Does you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause I think one of the games. I think Wigan maybe have got a game in hand. And if they win that and then win on Saturday, and we lost, they can get level with us. But you know, if you know if anyone this is and you know Sheffield Town fans that like to go every now and again, tell them Saturday's the time to come down and let's let fill that bloody ground, let's get it buzzing, and let's do the unthinkable and beat Blackburn as well. And then Christ knows where this season will be going then, because I don't think it is a Town fan in the in the whole country who would not be able to stop themselves going in completely insane. So yeah, that's yeah. my call to arms, Ollie. I think you'd feel. We win the same. on
1: Saturday. It will be absolutely mental. <laughs> Absolutely mental. Like I was buzzing after the Wigan game, but yeah, Blackburn are a big team. And Paul Hurst was mentioning their squad. Um, he said they've got championship players on the bench. Um mm. which is just yeah, it's a massive game. And I don't know, I I don't know not to be negative, but I was thinking this I was chatting to Bex about it. Like, if we lost I don't know, we are gonna lose at some point in the season. And I'd like What? <laughs> we are going to lose at some point in the season, aren't we? It's clear, it's obvious, it's oh going to God. happen. But if, I'm not ready for if it. we do lose to Blackburn, Lisa, that's a, a big game to lose. You know, a big team to lose yeah. against. It's respectable as such. Um, not that I want us to lose, but I don't know. I just wanted to kind of make that comment. Um, it is a, it's a big I think
0: it's test. Fair. Yeah, it's a big test. I think. I think it's really fair. It's funny that Paul Hurst said they got Championship players on the bench. Maybe that's their problem. Yeah. Because maybe they should have played on Saturday because they lost one. Yeah, at home they to did. Wimbledon. So yes. So they're obviously not. Un, they're not obviously this steamrolling the division yet. No. So I certainly think there's plenty for us to be positive about going into this game. You know, we're the form team. We're at home where we haven't lost all season. We're we're at home where we've got a good backing behind us. All right, they're gonna have a good away following. But you know, to me, I'm I'm gonna be positive because everything I've seen is so positive. I'm gonna go for us to draw one-one. Ollie, I think. You know, I think we personally can can put the shift in. And even if we went 1 0 down, I still think we'll be a threat enough to nick one near the end. So I'm going positive volley. I'm going for us to draw 1 1.
1: Okay. I'm going to go for us to lose 2 1. <laughs> oh,
0: uh, I, did, I know. Boo. I just
1: think that, you know, tired legs. Um, and <laughs> I just think it might just be one game too far. Uh, I think Could be. Blackburn, um, yeah, they, they only just beat Scunny 1 0. Uh, they did beat Rochdale 3 0. Um, mm. And I think after losing at home to. Um, more yeah, done. to Wimbledon. I think this is going to be, um, you know, uh, I think the manager is not going to allow them to um, to drop off. So that'll be interesting to see. Obviously, we'll see Luke Viler So I'm sure he'll get a warm applause. Yeah, um, from the Salifat. He'll, be, playing, now. he'll but... be on the bench again.
0: Yeah, shame for him. Um, but there we go. Yeah, we, go, I hope we get to give him a good ovation because I say he did leave with most people still liking the work he did for us. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Now looking back, it's been a while, long, long while since we mentioned him, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> the way Henderson's playing. So there we go. Okay, you're going for us to lose, and I'm going for us to draw. So. Um, yeah, it's going to be your toughest game again of the season. It's another one of those huge tests, and um, oh god, let's just let's just see how it goes, and let's just enjoy this week top of the league. It's another it's another seven days to enjoy. Yeah, it, and not it. just so... top
1: either, top by five no, points. Top by it's five. ridiculous. <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. I'm just looking at the oh. league table now. It's it's phenomenal. Yeah, so we've... I think that's the best place to leave it, Ollie. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> it is ridiculous. Just leave
0: it on that. I think, mate. I think that that's about the sum of isn't it? So, yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. I think we've we've really you know two real good games to talk about and. You know, sort of a microcosm of the way we're playing at the moment, I think, those two games. So, um yeah, it's ridiculous. And we shall see you next week, I guess. Oh!